coming up next on The Kingdom Voice. You're not loving yourself by loving God first and allowing your vertical relationship with God to speak to your horizontal relationship beginning with you. The following broadcast by The Kingdom Voice, Dr. Dana Carson, is made possible through DCKM Partners. Dr. Carson teaches the power of the kingdom in its original Jewish context that will revolutionize and transform your life through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from the Kingdom Voice. Dana Carson, Kingdom Ministries. It's no secret, relationships are in trouble. The divorce rate is continuously climbing, yet many are rushing into relationships with the high hope of beating the odds. Relationships are not organic. Managing a relationship is a learned behavior that involves understanding both the male and the female genders. Discover how to better manage your relationship. In today's message, he made the male and female, the chemistry of relationships, coming from Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Why do you keep going through cyclical relationships? And nothing seems to work. This is bad for me, and this is bad. What's happening is, what's, what's happening is you're not loving yourself by loving God first and allowing your vertical relationship with God to speak to your horizontal relationships beginning with you. I can't help us unless I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of his mind. So we don't have the natural capacity. And I want you to hear this. We don't have in, the, in, the natural, in our natural capacity, in our fallen nature, the ability to love God with a self-centered nature. We don't have the capacity to love God in our fallen nature. Because in our fallen nature, our fallen nature is fueled by the word epithemia, lust, a strong desire to have. So by nature, we're born in sin with a propensity towards iniquity. So by nature, I want what God doesn't want me to have. By nature, I want to do what God doesn't want me to do. By nature, I want to walk outside of the parameters of God. By nature, I want what makes me feel good, not what makes God feel good. Why? Because I'm a sinner. Harmatia, that means I'm self-centered. I'm, I, I participate in self-idolatry. I justify every need that I have. And, and the God that I serve would want me to have what I want. So by nature, I live not by agape, self-surrendering love. I live by epithemia, a strong desire to have. And even though as a parent, storge, the love that a mother has for a child is deficient because of epithemia. 
a strong desire to have, not agape, self-surrendering love. That's the kind of love God loves with, agape. But our self-centeredness causes us to live in epithemia. I want what I want, when I want it, how I want it, and who I want, regardless of any of the consequences. And if you're a good God, you'll give me what I want. Now, people say, well, storge is a natural love. It's a love that a parent has for a child or a mother has for a child or a parent has for the child. Well, you may say that's a natural love, but storge is distorted too because you can love your child without the love of God, which means you, you can raise your children without them being raised in the omniscient of the Lord. The Bible says train up a child in the way they should go and when they're old, they won't depart from it. There are a lot of parents who so-called love their children, storge, but not agape. They are not loving their children out of a vertical relationship. They're loving their children out of a horizontal relationship. So as that relationship continues to mature and develop, then that relationship between parent and child can go bad. Why do you think there is so much distortion between parents and their children? Many of you are sitting in here today and you're hurt because of a father and a mother. This is why Jesus taught a vertical relationship with God is predicated upon self-denial. He states in order for a man to enter into a relationship with God, he must first deny himself, pick up his cross, Mark 8 and 34. Self-denial is the acceptance of the cross, and the cross is a symbol of death, and picking it up is the willingness to embrace the lifestyle of God. That means I want for my life what God wants for my life. I don't want God to want what I want for my life. I want to want what God wants for my life because God has an advantage called omniscience. He knows all things. <clears throat> I don't know all things. That's the reason I get perfect vision called hindsight 2020. I see it after it happened. And then I say, I ain't gonna never do that again. And then I do it again because I missed something else. But God, he knows. So Christ, in order to execute the incarnation where God becomes flesh and dwells among us, he teaches us he had to deny himself in order for him to have a relationship with humanity. And then he had to embrace the cross in order to maintain a sustainable relationship with humanity. So he has to deny himself and pick up a cross. If we're gonna have a relationship with God, we've got to deny ourselves and pick up a cross. Thus, in order to have a vertical relationship with God, we must deny the self the ego, and reflect God and his truth. Today, many people say they have a relationship with God, but they don't know his truths. 
They don't know his values. They don't know his word. A lot of times when you hear the Bible, the Bible is offensive to you. I don't know. I didn't know the Bible. I'm a Christian, but I, I didn't know the Bible said that. See, some people, and some somewhat facetious, when I tell people, you probably need to read the Bible first and then decide whether or not you want to be a Christian. Because you have a relationship that's based on false pretense. You assume the Bible thinks like you. And the Bible doesn't. And so when you hear the Bible, you get offended over preaching and teaching and you call it the teachings of man. When it's the teachings of the scriptures and what you go by is your own teaching subjectivity, which is the teaching of man. Now, the key to life is, 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 is having the ability to live in relationship with others. Man, that's the most important thing is relationships. And last week I talked about the mismanagement of relationships. Adam didn't get things kicked out right for himself until he had a relationship. Then he wasn't lonely anymore because he wasn't alone, but he mismanaged the relationship. What? Relationships are hard. Will you touch somebody and just tell them relationships are hard work? Come on, then they didn't want to talk to you. Talk to somebody else. Because say, I need to tell this to somebody. Because faith come by hearing. I, I need to hear this. Relationships are hard work. I want, you, I want you to hear, listen. Getting a date ain't hard work. Having sex ain't hard work. Y'all don't like me now. Getting a boyfriend and a girl, that ain't hard. But having a relationship, that's hard work. Yeah, that's hard work. That's hard work. And, and, and being married is harder work. No, you, you must be unhappy. No, I'm not unhappy. I'm biblical. The Bible said marriage is trouble in the flesh. Now, if the Bible says marriage is trouble in the flesh, how do you always see it in such fantastic terms? When the Bible says it's trouble, if you've been married, you know what trouble is. Sometimes it's trouble when you wake up. Sometimes it's trouble in the middle of the night when you go to the restroom. Sometimes it's trouble when you wake up in the morning. Sometimes it's trouble when you called and you didn't sound right. It's trouble! No. Relationships are hard work. Why? Because we act out of our natural or organic character to have them. See, we can't be ourselves. Help me, Holy Ghost. See, that's the problem. Everybody says, I want a relationship where I can be myself. There is no such thing. I'm looking. 
looking for somebody that'll let me be myself. There, there is no such person. They may do it for a short period of time to close the deal. Then they gonna, they gonna come in this way and turn around. It's this. No. We can't be ourselves because ourselves are selfish and subjective. I'm looking for a relationship where I can be me. Call me when you find it. Because anybody that lets you be them can't be them. So you're looking for somebody to stop being them so you can be you. <laughs> Y'all don't like me this morning. I'm still in the intro. Okay, let me move. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> relationships can only be fulfilling when they reflect God's purpose and plan for them. God has a plan. There has to be a purpose. There has to be a purpose that a man and a woman get together. And it cannot be to stop fornication. Because what's the difference between fornication and adultery? The difference between fornication and adultery is I got married. Okay, I'm going to let you chew on that a little bit. The difference between fornication and adultery is I got married, which meant I got married to stop fornicating and then found out marriage didn't do nothing for me, so I kept on having unmarried sex and then it became adultery. So I saw fornication and welcomed adultery. Relationships can only be fulfilling when they reflect God's purpose and plan for them. Everyone has a God-intended role to reflect in their respective relationships. Whether it, it is it, we're in a marital, parental, platonic, sibling, church, community, work, or relationship with self. The Bible speaks to role reflections. We don't tend to like roles in our society because we believe that people are trying to lock us in a box. Why are you calling me, Why are you calling me a kid, mom? I'm 10. Don't lock me in a box. I'm more mature than the average 10 year old. I'm telling you, you're treating me like a, a very little small kid. Don't lock me in a box. Man, so your kid came talking to you like that. You say, no, I'm going to lock you in a trunk if you don't s s cut this foolishness out. <laughs> That's how we are. 
We want to do what we want to do and anything that doesn't allow us to do what we want to do is locking us in a box. However, God created everything with parameters and responsibilities that we must comply with if we're going to live the satisfied life. Adam and all creation were created with relationship submission. The animals submitted to Adam and Adam submitted to God. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is the only seminary of its kind. We provide biblical education with an emphasis on the kingdom of God. This school will assist ministry leaders as well as the average person get an affordable and quality education that they can actually use. And you'll get the tools you need to thrive and impact lives now and for generations to come. Start your kingdom journey today at ktseminary.com. That's ktseminary.com. So, what is chemistry? Chemistry deals with the identification of the substance of which matter is composed, the investigation of their properties, and the ways in which they interact, <coughs> combine, and change, and the use of these processes to form new substances. For example, <clears throat> the chemical formula of water, H2O. It is also called dehydrogen monoxide. The two is the subscript for H symbolizing the presence of two hydrogen atoms. <clears throat> Thus, we can say that there is hydrogen bonding in water. Or water is the result of hydrogen bomb, uh, bonding. Hence, water is composed of two parts hydrogen and one part oxygen, making the, chemo the chemical symbol of H2O. Relational chemistry is when there is organic similarity between two people that involve mutual interests, similarities, and intimacy. Relational chemistry involves reciprocal candor, which is the ability to freely communicate, trust, and share, and feel understood in the relationship similar to what you hear in Genesis in the Genesis narrative about Adam and Eve before they fell. They were naked and not ashamed. They had chemistry. They had reciprocal candor. They were honest and transparent and free from judgment. They didn't see difference as something negative. They didn't see distinction as something degrading. <clears throat> Thus, they were created with the chemistry of 
male and female. They shared a physical chemistry that was recognized by Adam immediately after God created Eve from his rib. He understood he was a phallic male, a male with a protrusion. And she was a female and or a male with a womb. He instantly detected distinction. He instantly detected difference. He instantly created bonding. Chemistry. I fit you. You feel different than any animal I've been with. The Bible says he searched the animal kingdom and did not find one suitable to him. Y'all quiet. <laughs> y'all ain't got y'all ain't got too serious too soon. I ain't even got to the serious parts yet. Thus our text <clears throat> states he made them male and female. Man and woman. They were created with the chemical composition to reproduce after their kind. Their reproduction, their bonding didn't create water, it created human beings. It was a chemistry. <clears throat> Thus they reproduced after their own kind. Like the animals but at a much higher level of intelligence which involved free will based upon the ability or inability to reflect God or not to reflect God. Now the intended purpose of God for male and female relationships in our society have been distorted and our relationships are hurting more than ever before. Because we don't have chemistry of bonding or where there is no chemistry of bonding, there cannot be the obedience of being fruitful and multiplying. Yes. Can take place. <clears throat> now, when we ignore gender distinction, we neglect the natural order of God for romantic relationships. Now, just hear me out. I'm not about to bash. Just want to explain the scriptures. Relationship data demonstrates that the divorce rate in our country has soared beyond 50%. Men and women are having a very difficult time in relationships because we're trying to force relationships that begin, operate, and end <clears throat> strictly on the horizontal level. So we're trying to have relationships without God. And 
we find that we move from euphoria <coughs> to reality and from reality to offense and the offense is so deep that we don't want to negotiate to remain. You thought one thing, oh, we, oh, we, oh, we, oh, we, oh, we, oh. Then you find out after you didn't had all your dinners, after you didn't had all your dates, after you didn't got your physical Joan on, you don't like what you got. <coughs> the rate of divorce increases in second and third marriages. People have less of a tolerance for a what an awesome, wonderful message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson. I know that you were blessed and that you were transformed by that powerful word. If during the course of that message, you heard the Holy Spirit speaking to you and you want to make a decision today to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I invite you to do that right now. It will be one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, I come to you right now, acknowledging that I'm a sinner in need of grace. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ was the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Dear Jesus, come into my life. All that I am, all that I'm not, all that I have, I give to you. Now, Lord Jesus, be my King, be my Lord. Fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. I thank you, dear Jesus, that I am born again. Amen. Congratulations. You have made the best decision in your life, guaranteed. We want to connect with you. If you said that sinner's prayer, let us know. Connect with us at therockwoi.com right now. We want to get you connected to a faith community and help you grow in your walk with God. Thank you for listening to the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org slash radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Dana Carson, affectionately known as the Kingdom Voice and senior leader of the Rock World Outreach International. I would like to invite you to an extraordinary worship experience with God every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 4101 Broadway Street in Houston, Texas. You will experience powerful praise and worship, a friendly atmosphere, ministry for the entire family, and a life-changing word that will draw you closer to God. Then on Sunday night at 6 p.m., join us for our Signs and Wonders Miracle Service at our Edgebrook campus located at 9321 Edgebrook. If you're in need of a miracle or breakthrough in your life, The Rock is the place to be Sundays at 6 p.m. Lastly, find me every Wednesday at 7 p.m. as we understand the Bible with Dr. Dana Carson. In this Bible study, you will discover a greater understanding of scriptures and how they apply to your life. If you're not in Houston or the Houston area, 
you still can connect with us online through YouTube, Facebook, or our website at therockwoi.com. Get ready to experience the power of the kingdom. And I look forward to worshiping with you. The preceding broadcast has been brought to you by DCKM Partners, helping people to know God, make him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Find out more at drdanacarson.org. DCKM, Dana Carson, Kingdom Ministry.